Hey there, Black Mom Diaries. I know what you're thinking. It's been a while, right? And although I can't say that we're ready for season four yet, I will say that I had an opportunity to speak with someone from our audience and I just couldn't resist. I hope that you enjoy listening to this episode as much as I enjoyed making it. We're gonna be talking about mom sacrifice. Up next on the Black Mom Diaries. Hey guys, this is Patricia. And that's the cue for Latanya to say, and this is Latanya. But guess what? My girl is not here today. And I am missing her something fierce. But I got to say, I'm super excited because she is off and working on something really big and really cool. And I look forward to being able to share that with you guys soon in the future. So today we are going to be talking about sacrifice, motherhood, sacrifice, sacrificing of dreams, sacrificing of different things in motherhood. And I've got a question for you. Have you ever made sacrifices as a mom? Depending on how the pregnancy goes, like we sacrifice foods that we enjoy, we sacrifice sleep sometimes, we sacrifice comfort because having, growing a human, I will say is very uncomfortable and you can't really do anything about it. You just have to sit with it for nine months or however long that little human is inside your body until it's time for that child to enter the world. And so I'm not at all trying to push my thoughts and opinions on anyone. I'm not saying that this is the best way to do motherhood versus that way. We're just talking. This is a casual conversation today. And I'm just asking some questions. And I want you guys to think about those things. Have you or haven't you? And how do you feel about that? Like, do you feel like motherhood is synonymous with making sacrifices? Do you think that as a mom, you can have it all? Like you can choose not to sacrifice a big dream or goals and focus on raising your children? Is there going to be some give and take there? Um, And, you know, is it cultural? Like do some cultures or ethnicities or races tend to sacrifice more in motherhood than others. And for me personally, like I can only speak on my blackness. And, you know, I also recognize that even as black moms, a lot of us do things differently. We are not all the same. We all have different mothering styles. We share a lot of similar experiences as black moms, but I do recognize that we are not all the same and we don't do motherhood the same. We don't see motherhood the same. We're all different. Uh, So I I do want to acknowledge that. But these are just things to think about. This is something that I've thought about. And these are things that I've been through. And, you know, like there are little sacrifices that (laughs) we're going to talk about today. And maybe you that maybe these things come to mind for you um, as a mom, like things that you sacrifice. I can think of a few things. And then like, what is the definition? Right? I guess I should have started there. Like what does sacrifice mean to you? And is it synonymous with motherhood? Like I asked before, and what are some examples of small sacrifices that we make as mothers? What are some examples of bigger sacrifices that we sometimes make as moms? And then again, you know, just asking the question, can you be a mom and choose not to sacrifice your dreams or big goals? And what does that look like, right? These are some things that we're going to be talking about today. And I am super excited to be uh, sharing these with you. Um, And speaking on that note, I just want to share that I was just in L.A., last week. It was a great trip. I had so much fun. It was a work trip. I took some high school students to Los Angeles to look at a few different colleges and also just to experience life in LA. We had a blast. It was nonstop. So I got to be honest, when I got home, I was super exhausted. It wasn't like a trip where I could just go and do some work and then relax. I did not relax at all. It was 
nonstop going. So I will say like on the topic that we're talking about, I, when I first was asked to go on this trip, I was a little bit nervous and I honestly wanted to say no. Like I got an email from my director asking me, are you interested in going on this trip? I would love for you to join us. And my first gut reaction was to reply to the email and say, oh, thank you so much for considering me, but I'm going to have to say no. Why did I want to say no? Do you ask? Or maybe you don't ask, but I'll tell you anyway. So I said I was going to say no because I didn't want to go without my family. I didn't want to go without my family. I didn't want to go without my kids. I knew it was going to be a really good time. And I just felt like I didn't want to experience it without my family, without my children, without my children specifically, because I knew how much fun it was going to be. And I just, I got to be honest, I had, there was a little bit of mom guilt. Um, And then of course, you know, my kids, I told them, I started prepping them whenever my husband and I decided that, yeah, I'm going to go. I let my kids know and they're like, no, we're not going with you. You can't leave us. You have to, you have to let us go. We have to go with you. So that was interesting. Just letting them know that mama's going to go by herself and mama's going to be gone for a few days and then I'll be back. Um, But yeah, I just, it was the beginning of summer. And my kids were going to be going to to day camp. And also my daughter, who's a gymnast, was going to be starting her summer gymnastics schedule. And so deciding to go was going to take away time that I had with them. It was going to take me away from being there and seeing them off on their first day of day camp and also seeing my daughter go to her gymnastics practice. I mean, it's, it went from evenings to mornings, but you know, it's a summer schedule and I don't know. I just felt really bad that I wasn't going to be a part of that. And then of course it's like the time sacrifice because I recognize that my children are young now, but they're not as young as they used to be. And time just goes so quickly. And just knowing that I wasn't going to have that time with them made me feel a little bit sad, you know? And then of course, knowing that they were upset that they weren't going to be able to come with me and feeling kind of like I was leaving them, which yes, I was leaving them for a few days, but I was coming back, made me feel really bad. And so I I share all this because I, when I think about sacrifice, I think about these things. Like I was willing to sacrifice going on this work trip, which was a great opportunity because I didn't want to miss out on my kids' first week of camp. I didn't want to miss out on my daughter's first uh, week of her summer gymnastics schedule. I didn't want to miss out on this time that I had with my kids. And also just knowing that I was going to go and have such a great time, like be able to go to these really cool places without them. I didn't want to go without them. Sacrifice. (laughs) And that's not as big of a sacrifice as, as some parents have made or some moms have made for their kids. But that's kind of sort of starting off the uh, conversation, I guess, for lack of a better um, phrase. I, I'm thinking of like, starts off the, the, the meal, um, because there are other things that I think like as mother, as mothers that we sacrifice. And yeah, and I mean, I just wonder like, why? And I think about fatherhood, which is very different. And I can't really speak to fatherhood because I'm not a dad. But I just wonder, like, do dads make as big a sacrifices as moms? And do they have to, you know, like, it's just, they're two very different roles. And I am sure (laughs) that people have lots of thoughts and opinions on that. Uh, Feel free to share. Just knowing that Lots of people have different opinions and we're not trying to make anybody right or wrong here. Um, It's just about sharing your thoughts and your opinions and your experiences. Um, 
that's that's really what we're here for. So again, guys, like I said, we have a guest from our audience that is going to be joining us. And I am very excited about this uh, because, you know, Latanya and I are always talking about connecting with our audience and we want to hear from you. So to have somebody here is just super exciting for me. And I'm very hopeful that we'll be able to do more and more of this in future seasons. So I can't wait to hear what she has to say about this and um, her thoughts on this. And I'm excited about starting a conversation. So on that note, I want to now welcome our audience member to the show. Hey, welcome to the show. Hi. Hi. Thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. So who am I speaking with today? This is Janine. Welcome, Janine. It's so good to have you here. And where are you from? I'm from Atlanta, Atlanta, Georgia. Ooh, whoop, whoop, Atlanta. I actually uh, was just in Los Angeles with uh, some some coworkers for a work trip. And one of my coworkers was talking about Atlanta. She said that it is that uh, South Africa is very much like Atlanta. So, oh, wow. I can't wait to visit there. I haven't been to South Africa yet, but it's on my list. I know. Me too. Like she was talking about all the places she's traveled and I was like, want to go there, want to go there, want to go there too. (laughs) But that's another conversation for another show. So yeah, thank you so much for being here. So tell me, um, Ms. Janine, how many kids do you have? So I have one daughter. She's 11 years old. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't want to say it's been a bit of a struggle, but it's because now I'm a single mom. So I'll just put that out there. Yeah. I went through a divorce not too long ago and I've had some changes because I had to go through the divorce and, and career changes and then the pandemic happened. And so, you know, it hasn't been the easiest experience, but I've been so, so blessed at the same time to have right. you know, friends that have helped me. There's nothing like having a, tribe around you that Mm -hmm. can support you and that you can lean on and lean into when you need that. Absolutely. Yeah. People need people. And I don't think people realize that, you know, Um, I remember growing up and my neighborhood, like all the older adults were looking after the kids and making sure we were doing right and, and uh, like representing our families well. And now it just seems like it's so hard to find that because people get so offended easily. And it's mm-hmm. like, don't talk to my kid that way. And don't tell me, you know, mm-hmm. and, you know, so, so yeah. Anyway, when you find your people, it's incredible. So Absolutely. the tribe is so important. It it, really especially is. for me because I used to travel before um, my divorce. I traveled a lot. Mm-hmm. That was my job three days out of the weekend. So my husband, you know, obviously he would take care of our, our child. But then once mm-hmm. we got the divorce, because I wanted to be able to be there for her, because now this is a different home dynamic, I had to leave my career and focus just on let me find first on my daughter and then let me find something where I can be home, you know, right. uh, more or obviously in the same city in the same to where I didn't travel out of state three days a week. Right. Through um, the IT. So it was it was a transition. And and so when you talk about, you know, sacrificing for your kids and, and your whole life changing, that was certainly something that I would do a million times over. But it was hard at first, mm-hmm. especially getting out of the, the career field that I was. And so bringing that all back to that's why your tribe is so important, because when you have people that you can rely on and that can come in and help you through those times. And, and especially that you trust. It's mm-hmm. in yes. That is like big right there. And it's, it's hard to find those people that um, support you and that you can trust and respect. Like, this is how I do things, you know, and this is how I'm raising my child and they can, they can respect that and support that also. Mm-hmm. So, so let's, let's kind of, um, backtrack a little bit because I think you hit on some very important things um, when it comes to sacrifice. And um, from what I'm hearing you say, it sounds like you've made some really big sacrifices. Um, I want to know how you would define it, first of all. Like, how would you define sacrifice? Um, it's so funny. We I just went through a, um, 
in church, we had a whole discussion about sacrifice and, mm. and one of the, the lessons. And, and now, because it is such a hard word to define in a sentence or, or mm. in a, one, a single thought. But then when I realized it's really just simple, sacrifice is love, right? Yes. When you think about it in its totality, sacrifice is love. And how if you love this person, what will you do for them? What will you not do for them? Mm -hmm. So for me having to, for instance, leave that career and go into something else. And I had to teach for a while and, and have, you know, side jobs before I got the, the job that I have now. But what wouldn't I do for her? Because it's now it's not about my life, right? It's about mm -hmm. her and in, in the environment that I am and providing for her. So right. for me, sacrifice is love. Wow, that gave me chills. And that is that that's so interesting because I would not define sacrifice like that. Like when I, you know, like thinking of it, um, I would I'm thinking like academically, like, what does it mean? And then of course I'm thinking like, so what does it mean to me? And so the fact that you brought that in is um I love that perspective. And it's so true, you know, that we we make sacrifices for the people that we love, right? Um, so thank you for that. Thank okay. you. <laughs> I mean, it was eye-opening for me too, because it, it it broke it down to something so simple mm -hmm. and, 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 and tribal, something that you could feel in your heart. And I was like, oh my goodness, it really is. I mean, that's an aspect of it. And I'm sure there's other aspects of sacrifices too, Mm -hmm. But for me, that really hit home. And, and I mean, I'm sure that there are other people out there that probably would answer it in the exact same way. So like you said, I mean, there's other aspects of sacrifice, but I'm so glad that you brought that up because I wasn't even thinking there. So again, thank you. Mm -hmm. um, and then so my next question to you is, what is, do you think that that word is synonymous with motherhood? <laughs> oh, no. no, because, you know, my sisters, my friends is I don't think it has to just and because I have single friends that don't have kids. Right. OK. Mm -hmm. and we've had this conversation a lot where I think sometimes we as mothers, we separate ourselves like, oh, you don't know what it's like because I have a kid. You don't know what it's like because you're not a mother. And it really isn't when you have a deep love or deep care. For someone, whether that is a friend, a sister, a child or, or not, I think sacrifice can be across the board and it's not, you know, limited to I'm a mother. So I really know how this feels. I think I answered the question. I think I went off in a different direction, too, at the same time, because I thought yeah. about how because um, literally this is a conversation I have with one of my girlfriends, because I think we do get. Well, at least I got a little tunnel vision as a mom to think that they mm -hmm. couldn't understand exactly what I was going through just because they didn't have a child. Right. And they're like you said, like they're if, if it has to do with love, then anything or anyone that you love and it can be an animal. Right. I know lots of dog moms or pet owners that sacrifice travel because maybe their pet is is ill. And so. Mm -hmm rather than, <clears throat> excuse me, going off on a long vacation somewhere and kenneling their pet, they're going to stay with their pet because they have to have some kind of major surgery or something. Or um, when it comes to maybe my family lives in or my parents live in Mississippi and I live out in Los Angeles and I have this incredible career, but my parents are getting older and maybe they're not doing as well as they were before. So I'm going to sacrifice my career in Los Angeles because I recognize that the time with my with my parents is so precious mm -hmm. and I want to be there for them. So absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. So, yeah. So, it's, 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 it's totally not just moms, but mm -hmm. again, it goes back to that, that tribe and, and how you feel about someone. It, it all is about how much you love and how much that love is reciprocated. 
Anyway, stop babbling. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no. So this is great. So I feel like the next the next question, I kind of have an idea of what your answer will be, but we'll ask it anyway, Um, because I think you know, like there's this thing for is this the show is Black Mom Diaries, and I know a lot of times people have asked, well, I mean, like motherhood is just motherhood. And that's true. And I mean, I can't even say that all black moms are the same. Like for me to say that would just be ridiculous because we're not. Um, But at the same time, there are things that we share in common. Um, And so I'm, I'm guessing that that being said, there will be people that believe that, you know, sacrifice is cultural, you know, like some culture groups do it a little bit more in motherhood than others. But what are your thoughts on that? As a Black woman, I do think the experience of Black people and Black women in general is different. And and that is no slight to mothers of any other race, because mm-hmm. I respect the mothers across the board. But it it is a lot to do with our history, our culture, you know, what this country, especially if we're talking about America, what this country has put us through, and then how now that has manifested into what is going on in present day. So it's just a different experience um, from beginning to end. And again, that's no slight against any other mother. But when you have to deal, you know, with, and, and I hate to take it all the way back, um, to slavery, but it's almost like you can't have this conversation without taking it back there. Mm-hmm. And how, you know, women had to become the heads of household. It wasn't that we wanted to, but it had to do with a lot with uh, how they were separating families early on. And so then we had to become stronger, not because we wanted to, but because that is what happened. Then when you bring in the crack epidemic, and you bring in the war on drugs, and then it's just been a, a prison right of family. And I think it's just a different experience. And so it is, in many cases, harder because we don't have the same. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, we don't have the same privileges, and and not to put. <laughs> then I'm trying to think of the, all the politically correct ways to say it, but we don't have the same privileges. <laughs> that they um, were afforded. And that's just a fact. And that's not towards anyone or, you know, a dig, but it's just, you know, black and white. Yeah. I mean, that's so true. I mean, I think about, because I have a daughter and I have a son Mm -hmm. and I think about just, you know, how (laughs) told many times when my son was little, just how adorable he is and how he could be a, a, a gap model, you know, like just, all kinds of things. And I remember, you know, it wasn't that I didn't appreciate when my non-Black friends told me how cute he was when he was little, but I just wondered, like in my head, I would, I would always chuckle because I would wonder, would you let him date your daughter? Mm. If you are walking down the street when he's older and you see him, would you clutch your purse? Would you be scared of him? You know, like these thoughts would go through my head. And, you know, like I said, I would chuckle and say thank you, but I just couldn't help it. Mm-hmm. And for me, I feel like, um, <laughs> you know, there there's definitely a difference. And I felt it before I was a mom, you know, knowing that I was going to have to raise my children differently. And I think that some people, some Black moms would disagree with me here. But for me, like, I recognize that there's limited freedom for mm. my kids. And mm. I I have tried to walk that fine line of not limiting them so much like my the adults that raised me did because I felt like I was smothered and I felt like it really affected me um in my in my adulthood but also recognizing that I mean, just the reality is that people might look at my kids differently because of the color of their skin. And I just want to protect them as best I can for as long as I can. Right, right. So um, thank you for that. Like I said, I thought I knew what you were going to say and you totally surprised me, but um, I love that. I love that. No, and and that's one of the, I think 
one of the things I forgot to say, because, you know, I talked about the war on drugs and the, I forgot to bring up the police brutality is what I was saying. Mm-hmm. And that is a different mm-hmm. kind of fear that Black mothers have to deal with. So right. I, I love that you brought that up as well, because that is definitely not something that I forget about any day that, you know, my child goes out of the house. Mm-hmm. There's a different level of protection and a different level of fear that you have. So yeah, exactly. I I agree with that for sure, hundred percent. Yeah. Um. So I let we could stay on that. I feel like we could have a whole show about that. There's so much in that to unpack. Mm-hmm. Um. But let's move on. So let's talk about some of the sacrifices you made. Like um, before you joined me, I just kind of sort of mentioned how. I went to Los Angeles on a work trip and I almost didn't go because I felt like to go would be me sacrificing the little time with my kids and um, not being maybe not being able to go on this trip with them this summer um, because I knew we were going to be doing a lot of really great things. And we did. And I felt a little bit guilty going without my kids because I wanted them to have this experience. And I almost said no, even though it was a free trip. And I was I was almost willing to say no and accept paying out of pocket so that I wouldn't have to sacrifice time with kids and so that I wouldn't have to sacrifice not having this experience with my kids right now because, you know, I can have this experience with my kids later. But, um, you know, and then also there's like like we start sacrificing when we become pregnant with our children, like that comfort and sleep. You know, so there's different types of sacrifice, like there's there's small sacrifices and there are big sacrifices. And early on, you mentioned some of the bigger sacrifices. But let's 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 share. I want to hear, like, what are some small sacrifices that you as a mom make for your daughter? And then tell me a little bit more about some of the larger sacrifices, like whether it's of dreams or goals or whatnot. Share with me about that. Um, I, I think one of the main small sacrifices that not just me, but a lot of mothers make are, are we let go of our health, meaning working out. Like I don't make it to the gym <laughs> nearly as much as I should or want to um, because we get caught up in our daily life or whatever we have to do, you know, with our child. So I think that's one of the things that that time to kind of work out and 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 care about, you know, whether or not, you know, we're burning however many calories a day, that kind of goes out the window because, you know, we got to take care of home first. So I think, and that's, like I said, that's one of the lower level sacrifices. It's not um, a critical uh, path, but mm-hmm. that's definitely one of those um, smaller ones. And just spending time with friends, right? We, we, this is another one of those smaller sacrifices where we don't get to see our girlfriends or talk to them as much. And what I realize as an adult, as we get older, there is a certain amount of work we have to put into every relationship in order Mm -hmm. to keep it healthy and even friendships. And so, you know, if a week, a month, however much passes by that you don't talk to that friend, it's like, that could manifest into, oh, no, it now is three months, six months. And so mm-hmm. some of the, I think, um, lesser uh, friendships that I had, definitely I don't talk to some of those women anymore. But there's just a core yeah. few that, you know, we maintain a, a really solid relationship. So um, some friendships, um, some working out. And so those are lower level ones. And I think on a, a higher note, and, and this is going to the deep end of the pool. And I saw my mom do this as well, where she, for single moms, um, once my mom got a divorce, she didn't date until mm. all three of us, she had three daughters <clears throat> from my dad's, uh, from their marriage. Uh, she didn't date until we were out of the house. And so that was, and I was very young. I'm the youngest. So I was what, three years old when they got a divorce? Mm. So it was a long time that never, I never once saw any other 
guy around. And I think it was, as an adult, I can realize that was to keep us safe. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think that's a major, I think a lot of uh, women sometimes make those kind of sacrifices. Like I'm, it's no longer about me and that kind of thing. It's about, let me make sure my child is okay. Right. Yeah. And I mean, like you said, the lower level and that's I mean, there's there's different levels for sure. I know I think like on a daily basis for me, it's uh, the sleep (laughs) because I have an early bird. And so he comes in in the morning and he's like, Mama, will you play with me? And I'm just like, dude, I am sleeping. Mm -hmm. It's Saturday at 6 (laughs) a.m., you know, Um, but then I think about and sometimes I'll tell him. Let me sleep a little bit more. But other times I'm like, you know, he's not going to be young for much longer. And, when you know, he may not want to play with me in like five years. So let me get up and and play with him and just enjoy this time. So definitely sleep. And I don't know. Sleep is pretty big. It's a little thing, but it's pretty big. No, Uh, it can be huge. (laughs) You need it to get Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. Just to function. And then Mm -hmm. I think about like... Um, my kids, if when I order something, cause I am plant-based and I'm the only plant-based person in our house. So my food is typically different and I cook for my family and I cook meat for my family. But, you know, sometimes when we order, my kids might see that my food looks good. And I'm a husband. He's like, nah, this is what I, I ordered what I wanted, but they know that mama's going to share with them. Or even, you know, like if I have some dessert or I go out to have dessert and I'm thinking, okay, let me, let me save a little bit if I don't buy them anything just so that they can have some. So I sacrifice my food for them. Yeah. Like small things for sure. Um, but when we think about like, and it's just kind of sort of with the small things, it's just kind of sort of, for me, just another day. This is just another day. This is just kind of sort of what I do. And privacy. Oh my I God. don't know about you, but like my kid for the longest time, it's like, I can't even go to the bathroom without you guys like busting in. Mm-hmm. I'm like, privacy, please. No. So window. (laughs) It's just like, okay, (laughs) come on guys. Um, but yeah, so the, the small things, like I said, that's like just another day, but then you think about the bigger things. Um, and I know that there's a lot of moms out there that had big dreams, um, or Mm -hmm. like goals and they set them aside. Talk to me about some of the bigger sacrifices that you made as a mom. Well, definitely. I, I think I, um, one of the first things I mentioned was I had to leave my job, right? Right. Uh-huh. I, with that job, I was doing IT for hospitals and setting up computer programs and whatnot, mm. software. And so I traveled to different hospitals and, and worked at a different location, you know, for a few months at a time. But I would travel three days out of the week and be home. The remaining time. So it would be four off and um, three on or three on and four off. So it fluctuated, but that was the typical schedule. And it was very lucrative and it was very, um, I was fulfilled in what I was doing because I was helping, you know, these hospitals get into a better space um, technology wise. But when we did go through the divorce, that was no longer an option because I didn't want to. Of course, I want to live in the same home, you know, with my child and be able to be there for her and, you know, um, provide that kind of parental relationship. And so once we had I didn't want to be a weekend mom. Right. And so when once we went through divorce, I realized I had to let that go no matter how much I loved it and 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 wanted to do that. It was my relationship with uh, my child was more important. And so it took a long time before I could find another position, um, even remotely close to that. And I had to go back to, I had to teach for a while, um, which I remember you said that selfless <laughs> job. And let me tell you, so selfless teachers are amazing and they go through so much and I can do nothing, but I'm not teaching now, but uh, I can do nothing but applaud them. 
and and for what they do every single day and um it, so it was an experience to go from you know making over six figures and being able to jet set and whatnot to okay now i'm in this classroom which that was a different level of sacrifice but it was fulfilling in a way too but it was also very very hard right mm -hmm. it's just a different dynamic and <laughs> the way we were as kids are not the same way these kids are today i could say like you. a whole another breed yes right. <laughs> it, it's just different and so yeah it was it was big and it was hard and, it was, and i was depressed I, I will say that for a while trying to mm. and i was trying to I was praying all the time, am I doing the right thing? Am I making the right decisions? And um, so to come through that and get to the other side, yeah, it was huge, but I wouldn't change it because I wouldn't want to change the time that I have, you know, right. at all. With your daughter. Mm -hmm. Yeah. At all. I wouldn't want to change that at all. Yeah. And you mentioned that how hard it is and just listening to you and knowing, you know, the things that I have let go of, I I can totally relate. Um, and you mentioned that you were depressed and going from being fulfilled and jet setting and, and having a six figure salary to being in the classrooms. And I I have worked with high schoolers in the past. And I work with high schoolers now. And back then I was just doing counseling. Now I've done counseling and I get put in classrooms and it's like, ah, it is so like, this is not my gift, <laughs> you know? So to stand in front of young people and get that energy is tough. And like you said, applaud teachers, because I, oh, I know like, when when the pandemic happened and I had to work from home and teach my kids, like help teach them, I my eyes opened to how underappreciated teachers were. And then like now going into classrooms, it's like, woo, you know, and I can only imagine like how it felt mm -hmm. to go from having that dream position that you had to being in the classroom. And and, you know, young people can make you feel like you're something on the bottom of their shoe <laughs> sometimes so yes absolutely and that's I, and again i applaud these teachers because they go through so much on a daily um and it, and it's a thankless job sometimes and and they are amazing but yeah it was it was huge it was a huge right. for me and and to be somewhat you know insecure about what my future was too like what's these what if i can't get back into that field mm -hmm. so it was it was definitely tough and i'm just grateful that uh, i'm on the other side and grateful right. that everything worked out and and my daughter she, she's doing amazing um she's in these honors classes and it's just it, i i'm so glad that i made that change yeah well, so how how did you get through it? Like dealing with the depression and just the 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 hardness of it, you know, like leaving a dream job and and doing what you needed to do so that you could have more time with your daughter. Honestly, I think what a lot of people don't, well, I'll say black people, it, they don't um, think about therapy and especially going through a life transition like divorce. Therapy was key for me, mm -hmm. my daughter, for all of us. We needed to have someone, you know, to talk through with the stuff. And at first, I, and I'm going to be honest, it wasn't my first thought. It was my very first, like, okay, I need to go to therapy. But then I realized after talking with friends, that was the missing link. Mm. I need to unpack this. Right. And so I went through therapy. My uh, daughter went through a separate therapy because I wanted to make sure that she was talking out her feelings too, you know, about the whole situation. Because sometimes kids don't tell you things when it's that big of a, a change, that big of a transition. Right. And so I, I will say therapy helped the the trajectory and, and got me to see things in a different perspective. That's so good. And that's so true. I think that we're turning a corner as a people. More of us mm -hmm. are recognizing the importance of therapy and and that aunt 
I don't know, Aunt Mary. I have an Aunt Mary mm -hmm. or I have an Aunt Mary. You know, she she she's not the expert. And so mm -hmm. I need to step out of the family and talk with a professional about my feelings. And it's not telling all my business, you know, because I think like a lot of times for the black and brown communities, it's like, why are you letting this person into our into our life telling all our family business? It's none of their business. Mm -hmm. But it's it's so much more than that, you know. Um and it it's incredible. And, you know, I think like for me, having been a counselor before that, I think that I thought counseling was, I'm going to talk to you and you're going to give me advice. But it's not even really that. It's somebody facilitating your feelings about a situation and helping you find solutions to working through this, you know, and, and being that support. Um, and mm -hmm. obviously the good ones are not going to go out there and tell your business, <laughs> right? Right. <laughs> Unless, you know, they get subpoenaed or something, but you know, like yeah. under normal circumstances, they're not going to go and tell all your business. So it's, right. it's good stuff. And I've been through it several times and it is definitely helpful. It's a great yeah. tool. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, I, and I'm grateful for our, our therapists. And, you know, it just really was helpful to have someone, you know, to talk to, to put all of these feelings into Because sometimes we can't, you know, we start to compartmentalize and we don't want to deal with all of this and to really look at it and, and work through it emotionally and, and spiritually and physically sometimes because, you know, it's some you have to hit all of those spots to really exactly yes so we're in a better place and and i'm grateful for it all for the experience of it all that's good stuff yeah um so i know that there are probably people out there moms out there that are thinking well i mean i don't have to sacrifice like i can do it all so i just want to i want to bring that that up and ask you, like, do you think mom, do you think that mom should find a way to do both, like not sacrifice their dreams and figure out how to, to, to focus on their children, their child, or like, what do you think about that? Um, I do think with the way um, the workforce is changing, especially with the great resignation that we've just had, there is opportunities for you to pursue your goals in a different way. There's opportunities for you to pivot. So let's say there was a certain position that traditionally had to be outside of the home. You can find ways for it to work for, either you can do it from home or find a different um, catalyst to make it happen. So I'm never one to say, don't go after your dreams, don't pursue this, don't pursue that. Right. But if you can pivot and find a way for it to work into what you currently have going on. For instance, I used to love to travel to do IT, but now I teach uh, computer courses from home. Mm -hmm. and I'm also, you know, starting a YouTube channel about uh, computer courses and whatnot. So it's it's to me, it's all about the pivot. No, I'm not saying that you should you know sacrifice your entire dreams desires for your kid but there is a certain level that you're going to have to do and then find the way to mitigate it by pivoting right yeah um and i think like like you said with the great resignation i think covid really changed people's perspective a lot of people not everybody on family and especially like when it comes to moms, not taking anything from dads, but just how much we do. Right. Um, I think it really opened people's eyes to that. And I think at some point for me personally, I began to, I decided that I'm not going to sacrifice a lot. Like there are some things that I might be willing to sacrifice, but when it comes to my job, you can replace me easily. Mm -hmm. You can for, you will forget about me. Right. Um, mm -hmm. But my children, like I'm it, you know, is, I mean, I, I might die and my husband will get married and they'll have a stepmom, but you know, I'm the one that gave birth to them. So as long as I'm here, um, I'm it. And so for me to sacrifice time with my kids or those moments, I, I have, there's a line. Um, 
and I think like when I was a counselor and I was working with young people, a lot of times I noticed that when it came to school and work, the ones that told their work up front, I'm in school from this time to this time, their work would not schedule them during school. But then I had other students that didn't share that they were in school initially. And so they would get a job offer and they'd be like, I can work whenever. And then they would get scheduled during school and they would have to choose between school and work. And their their employer was like, well, you need to decide. You know, you're either going to be here or you're going to be at school. And if you go to school, you're going to get fired. So I think like just being, and I mean, I, I don't know if that, connects or not. But I say that because I've noticed that when I tell my employers, I'm a mom, I have two kids and, you know, we have my husband and I, we have one car (laughs) and these are like, my kids are very busy and these are the things that I need to be available for. I let them know up front so they can decide whether they want me or not. And if they don't want me, fine, whatever, I'll find another job. But if you want me, just know that if something happens, I'm leaving to get my kid. Oh, you yeah. know, <laughs> you know? Uh, if I need to be home with my kid, I'm going to be home with my kid. I'm not asking you for permission. I'm calling you and letting you know my kid is sick. I'm staying home like those sorts of things. And I think like I've learned that, um, you know, they're going to either accept it or they're not. And typically having told them up front whether they like it or not, they accept it because they know like this is the package that we, you know, this, we hired you knowing that this is part of your package. So. Yeah. And that's a good point to make sure that they know, you know, what your deal breakers are up front and to go into and to go into it being transparent basically. And I think that's super important. And that's a good note, even for me to say, you know, when I do get into another project to make sure that they know these are the limits. These are what I have. This is what I have going on. And this is a deal breaker for me. And I still would love this position, but if we can't agree to that, then I completely understand. That's a great note. Right. For all for moms and and even non-moms to say, let people know up front what this is. Cause I think we want the job so bad that sometimes we'll just say, yeah, I'll agree to anything. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's not necessarily how you want your relationship, your job relationship to be. Right. And just knowing that knowing our worth and knowing uh-huh. that if somebody is not willing to respect that we are not just our jobs, like we have more in our life going on than just our jobs. Um, if they're not willing to do that, then this is not the place for me. And why would I want to work somewhere like that anyway? You know, right. mm-hmm. and, because and- I'm not going to stay all night, like maybe every once in a while, but I'm not going to stay all night every single week. You no. know, <laughs> I got to be home to cook dinner for my kids. And if you want to, if my coworkers want to stay after, after five, you know, fine, great. But it's time for me to go. I agreed to be here from eight to five. It's five o'clock. I'm out, <laughs> you know. Exactly. So. And, and then, like you said, after the great resignation with the whole with, and after COVID, people are realizing that quality of life is and spending time with loved ones is what's most important. Exactly. Yeah, you do want to work. You want to have a career, but that is not the top of the list. And I can't, you know, kill myself at this job when I have a family and friends or whoever, whatever they have to to spend time with and to actually get that fulfilling relationship from. So I get it. it and I think the world has changed really after COVID because that's put into the forefront more. People no longer want to work 80 hour weeks. Right. You know, it's, and, and employers should know that upfront. And I think the culture of it is changing, but the more we say those kinds of things to them, the mortal stick. For sure. Right. And I mean, if you want to work 80 hours a week, more power to you, but more power to you, (laughs) you know, there's just because some people want to do it doesn't mean everybody has to do it. Right. There should be flexibility for sure. A hundred percent. So, well, thank you so much, Janine, for joining our show today. Um, I enjoyed it. This was great. And I listen, I learned some things. I'm like, let me make sure I let these people know up front. <laughs> Same. <laughs> but the deal is, I oh, know this was great. 
Same. And you mentioned that you're about to start a YouTube channel. So if you are willing to share, we would love to know where to find that. And if not, then no problem. But I just wanted to to let you have the opportunity to share if you want to. I don't have it live yet because I'm in the process of changing the name and copywriting it. But if I can circle back, I'll be there. But it's going to be under Monarch Business Services. But I'll give the exact address in a bit. Okay, great. Well, on that note, I'm looking forward to hearing back from you and I'm looking forward to checking out your YouTube channel. Thank you so much for being here. I love this. This was great. Thank you for having me. All right. Have a good one. Okay. You too. Bye. Wow. What a conversation. I don't know about you guys, but I am walking away feeling so full. And I just want to say thank you all so much for being a part of this conversation. I know that you could have been anywhere in the world, but you chose to join us today. So for that, I am so grateful to you. I think that we, as much as we talked about and as rich and deep as this conversation was, we barely scratched the surface. Like, I think that there is so much more that we could go into when it comes to sacrifice and motherhood, just sacrifice in general, but we're moms, right? This is Black Mom Diaries. So (laughs) we're going to keep it there. So yeah, I think that there was just so much more that we could talk about on this subject. And I am left, like I said, feeling full. I learned some different perspectives, you know, that I can see things differently, you know, or see that perspective, look at it, look at that perspective. And also I feel like I learned some, some things. So I love that. And I hope that you guys will walk away from this conversation, having more conversations with your people, the people in your life talking about like what sacrifice looks like to you and, and, and discussing because it's so hard, I think as moms or just people in general, when we make big sacrifices. And, you know, I think that it is so important that we we deal with the feelings that we have about um, making those sacrifices. So I hope that you guys continue this conversation with the people around you. And, you know, I want you guys to connect with us, of course. You know, we always talk about connecting. So if you guys are on social media, get social with us. We're on social media. We're on Facebook. We're Twitter and Instagram. And you can find us at Black Mom Diaries on any of those platforms. And of course, if you want to reach out to us, We would love to hear from you. If you have a show idea, if you just want to share how you feel about the show, we want to hear it. The good, the bad, and the ugly. Um, Hopefully more good than not. But, you know, we love constructive criticism because it, it helps us to get better. So yeah, if you have anything you want to talk to us about, or if you want to join the show like this, if you you want to pop on to a conversation that we're talking about, we would love to have you. Just reach out to us. You can reach us at blackmomdiaries at gmail.com. And of course, until next time, I am Patricia. Shout out to my girl, L Chat. And thank you so much for listening to the Black Mom Diaries. so much for listening to this bonus episode of the Black Mom Diaries. And before I let you go, I'd like to give a special shout out to Ms. Nakira Bullock. We appreciate your support. If you'd like to partner with us financially, check out ways to do so on Spotify or Anchor. You can support us monthly or you can give us a one-time donation. In the meantime, if you like what you heard, feel free to like, share, and subscribe. Until next time, Thanks again for listening to the Black Mom Diaries.